Welcome to the show, sports fans. This is the Treasure Valley PrepCast on IdahoSports.com. That's right. Welcome in another edition of the Treasure Valley PrepCast on IdahoSports.com. Talking District 3 athletics and activities week in, week out. Brandon Bainey joined by our Treasure Valley expert, Logan Green. LG, what's up? Hey, Brandon. You know, uh, this morning, this this is sports related, right? So this morning, uh, my son, he's in third grade. So a lot of other kids, if you have a third grader, might have done this recently, the the Wax Museum or their biography project. And I told you this separately, but I'm still mad about my third grade one when I, mine was on Jackie Robinson and I literally wore a Dodger shirt and I got a B on the costume. Like, what else can I do there besides wear a Dodgers uniform? But there was a kid and he happens to be like my son's best friend. He, uh, he did his, whether it's a, whether this person should have been in a historical biography project is a different thing. He picked Odell Beckham Jr. Okay. Um, I would have leaned more, you know, if you're doing football, a, you know, John Madden type person. Right. But anyways, poor kid, he, he was wearing a Ravens shirt and a Ravens hat. And I said, you know, were your parents upset that they had to buy you this Ravens gear um, earlier this week when you already had your Ram stuff? And he's like, yeah, I, I already had Rams stuff to wear. We bought it, and then they had to buy this new stuff because he got signed by the Ravens this week. So his project <laughs> literally blew up um, in real time the week of it. So I, I thought that was a little bit funny, but that's why I would have gone to somebody who was maybe, I don't know, dead or something like that where nothing can change. Yeah, so this is a school project where you pick somebody historical, you dress up like the person, yep. you give a presentation, all the parents come. A uh, couple of things. Number one, for your project back when you were Jackie yeah. Robinson and uh, your teacher must have been a Giants fan. Maybe That's all so. I can think of. Yeah, <laughs> right? I don't know. I, it's uh, funny because I swear I saw her like when I was in high school or something and I reminded her of that and she's like, did I do that? That's embarrassing. Something like that. But uh, uh, I'll take it to my grave. Yeah, you'll never, never forget. I, I, uh, I never forget. Right. Uh, and then for, for this kid that was Odell Beckham Jr., uh, you know, for the parents, uh, you have two options. It's either go out and buy some Baltimore Ravens gear because that's the team he just signed with, mm. or you let him dye his hair gold and get a mohawk. Right? <laughs> get a big earring in your ear and say, yeah. right, go out there. Uh, so it was funny. I just you know said, I bet your parents were happy that they yeah. had to redo the costume. So well, yeah. Owen was Neil Armstrong, and I'm like, that's what you're being. So we had to buy it. Uh, because astronaut costumes, you just have them in your closet, right? So I said, that's what you're being for Halloween. <laughs> no changing. You've got your costume. You wear it next year. That's funny. So but, yeah, yeah anyway. I'm glad you had a good time there. And <laughs> we've, we've had a great time uh, watching all of the spring sports activities that have been happening over the past uh, the week of action uh, on idahosports.com. We got tons of spring sports content for you. Monday, it's our heavy hitters. Nine best baseball, nine best softball hitting performances from the past week. Tuesday is our primetime pitchers. Five best pitching performances in softball and baseball from the past week. Wednesday's the coaches polls. We had our first coaches polls of the season for softball and baseball this week. And people are going, boy, you're getting kind of a late start, aren't you? Well, we just didn't think it was fair to have a coaches poll when some teams still hadn't even played yet, like right. in other parts of the state. So now that everybody's 
played. Okay, we got coaches polls every Wednesday. Thursday, we're recording this on Thursday, April 13th. Later today, I'll have my tracking the field. It's our track and field bracketology, looking at the leaderboards, 5A all the way down to 1A, boys and girls, and scoring it, projecting the points. Who would do well? Who are the leaders in each event as well, the individual leaders? And so that's where I wanted to start was with track and field because as I'm doing this exercise, uh, a couple of things have jumped out to me, especially in the Treasure Valley. And the first thing is I really undervalued Weezer as a, as a girls team to watch out for. You know, we knew Melba was really good in 2A. I talked about Fruitland having some good individuals in 3A. But as a team, Weezer, two weeks in a row now, projected to have the most points at the 3A girls state meet. Yeah, I mean, where did that come from, right? You know, Weezer just, uh, they do seem to always have great athletes, whatever the sport is. Um, but did anybody see outside of that that they were going to be so in control? I don't, I don't know. I mean, they just look like, like you said, a lot of numbers to calculate there and uh, things leaning towards uh, Weezer in control right now, right? Yeah, they've got a really good group of sprinters. When you look at the 3A leaderboards, uh, especially outside of the 100. The 100 is kind of Lydia Lindsay's domain from Fruitland we talked about, but Maddie Schertz has the top time in 3A in the 200. Um, Kaylee LaRue has the top time in the 400. Kylie Quinton is right behind LaRue in second place in the 400. Um, you also have Quinton with the best 800 time from Weezer. So right there, just in the two, the four, and the eight, that's a lot of points that are piled up. And then Claire Matthews of Weezer also has the third best time in the eight. So in the two, four, and the eight, Weezer has the potential to really pile up some points. Yeah, and here's the thing. I mean, I guess it's really not something that is unique for Weezer athletes. I mean, look at uh, if you go above, if you go coll collegiate, right? Abby shirts is from Weezer, and she runs at the College of Idaho right now. And it seems like about every week, if you follow the College of Idaho athletics on anything, you see that Abby Schertz has broken a new record or, or won something else. Uh, a couple weeks ago, um, she, you know, she they were in a a race uh, in Spokane, I believe it was, um, and and she broke a few records there in the 800 meter dash and in the steeplechase. Well, she won. She set a record in the 800 meter dash at 210. Uh, there and so just it's it it runs in the blood right of Weezer, a good track athletes. Yeah, so we mentioned Maddie Shirts top time in the two hundred. She's also in the mix in the triple jump. She's got the third best triple jump mark in three A this year. Um, and then in the distance races as well, Weezer's got some solid numbers with Matthews and Quinton um, as well. And so um, Weezer to me is a team that I undervalued a little bit and that's my bad. Uh, but we Weezer on the girls side looks very, very strong. And then I wanted to swing to five a where, you know, statewide, the talk is always Boise, Rocky mountain, right? doesn't matter if it's boys or it's girls. It always mm -hmm. seems to be Boise, Rocky mountain the past couple of years. But as I was doing this exercise, um, I discovered that, you know, the centennial boys also very quietly have a pretty good team. And it starts with their senior sprinter, Jacob Webster. He's got the best 100 and 200 time in the 5A classification. Yeah, so, I mean, it, it does seem like there's a lot. 5A SIC, right? 
has very strong athletes when it comes to these track and field, cross country, boys and girls. It doesn't matter the side of it. They just, you know, how many times do you see Boise in the mix with cross country? Same thing with Rocky Mountain and now Centennial. Just add them into the list of um, ever-changingly good runners in the Treasure Valley. So, yeah, and so also I, I don't want to shortchange Jacob Webster. He's also He also has the top long jump. So he's the top one, two, and long jumper in 5A. Kai Twaddle Dunham currently has the best shot put and discus throw. So you're talking about five champs right there. That's 50 points just between those two athletes. Right. And then they've, they've got some good depth to fill in as well. So to me, the 5A race really uh, becomes this battle of, Rocky Mountain. We know they pretty much control the distance races. We saw it in cross country this yeah. year. Um, the eight, the six, the two, the I mean, they're they they've got that on lockdown. Can Centennial offset that depth in numbers? Because Rocky's got a couple of guys in other places, but outside of the distance races, at least when you look at the numbers right now, they just don't have the strength in other places. So can Centennial? You know, do well in the sprints and the jumps. And can Kai Twaddle Dunham hold off James White of Lewiston, the University of Idaho football commit, in the throws? Um, it's going to be fascinating to see Centennial and Rocky battle at state, I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you look at Rocky, they lean heavily on those distance runners, right? And, and is it going to take more than just heavy loading one area to get you through and win a championship? Because, I don't know, you see it in cross country, right? A team might have the and we talked about this a few weeks ago you might have the top three but not win a championship right you could have the one two and three but you know somebody else has the the four the six the eight the nine the ten um, maybe not those top three and so, so it'll be interesting to see if uh who can what's going to come out on top if rocky mountain can get somebody else a little bit better then they've got a great shot and then vice versa for centennial right yeah, one guy for Rocky outside of the distance races that's that's doing really well this year is Crew Kelson in the hurdles. Uh, he's got the top one ten time, second in the three hundred. So um, it is. It's going to be fascinating. And every Thursday we'll update those totals um, in our tracking the field uh, coverage on IdahoSports.com. All right, let's turn to baseball now. Uh, we got an email in, and if you if you want to send an email to us, a topic you want us to cover, a team, athlete, whatever, I put my email address at the bottom of the screen here if you're watching the video version of this podcast on the IdahoSports.com YouTube channel. Um, but if you're listening, audio only at IdahoSports.com or wherever you download your podcasts, email's real simple, Brandon at IdahoSports.com. And if you send me an email, we'll talk about it. So this came from... Uh, Pierce Bradshaw, Nampa Christian fan, and he he's been really good about emailing us. Uh, he emailed us a lot last year um, during baseball season, especially. And so here's what his email said. I'm just going to read it because he kind of did a nice job of summarizing a lot of the 2A and 3A action that took place early in the week. And then we can kind of talk about what's happened early in, in this week. But he said a pretty good week for the WIC. That's the Western Idaho Conference. Marcin took on Orofino on Friday. Orofino's kind of the top team up there in, in uh, District 1 2. Mm -hmm. uh, Marcin was down 9 to 1 going into the top of the sixth inning, and then they scored 12 runs to defeat the Maniacs 13 to 9. Um, Tegan Kinney, a home run away from the cycle in that come from yeah. behind win by Marcin. So 
uh, good start for Marcin there. Then he says Napa Christian had a pretty good week as well against North Star. Braden Schaefer and uh, Jack Ely threw a combined no-hitter and a 10-0 win. And then on Wednesday, Landon Mills threw a one-hit shutout against Marcin in an 11-0 win. Um, and then he said Cole Valley and Melba also had a very competitive high-scoring game where Cole Valley came out on top 9-5. to Luke Colson and Carson Russell combined for five of the nine runs that Cole Valley scored. Melba, even though they dropped that game to Cole Valley, they turn around and beat New Plymouth uh, 12-1. So good team win there for Melba. And then he, he wraps it up with this. North Star and New Plymouth had a barn burner of a game where it went into extra innings. Both of the starting pitchers had, had had good games. Daniel Cormilo for North Star Charter. He threw a couple of perfect games last year. We talked about that on the prep cast. He had nine strikeouts, two earned runs. Zach Conley for New Plymouth, seven strikeouts, only one earned run. He said, unfortunately, errors and walks did not help both pitchers, which led to a 5-5 to game going into the top of the eighth. Zach Conley, who was pitching, then hit a triple with two outs and scored the go-ahead run in the top of the eighth on a passed ball mm. to give New Plymouth the 6-5 to win. So it's extra innings. Conley triples, scores on a passed ball. Um, what a wild week of baseball. And we talked about this a little bit last week where – these teams, there's a lot of good quality teams in the 2A WIC. If you look at the standings right now, right? Nampa Christian, okay, 4-0. They are doing what they typically do, right? But you look at everybody below. Cole Valley is 2-2. Two and two, Marsing 2-2. Two and two, Melba 2-2. Two and two, North Star is 1-3. And, and then New Plymouth 1-3. They're, they're just beating up on each other. And, it, I mean, it, it's not like oh, you're just beating the bad teams or, you know, the teams that are one and three, you know, they just have a win against each other. No, North Star beat Melba this you know, on Monday, three to two. You know, they're beating up on each other. And I it's only good, you know, I think for postseason play, right? Where you're beating, you're, you're seeing good teams and they are. Everybody's seeing a good team every night. There's not an off night in the conference right now. I mean, clearly we're seeing that. Um, and it's just going to bode well come state tournament time for the 2A WIC, I think. Yeah, and this is a parallel to what we're seeing in the 3A um, Snake River Conference as well, where almost everybody's got a stud pitcher, right? You talk about Cormilo for North Star. Um, Melba's got some good arms. Conley for New Plymouth. Which team has the depth? That's Nampa Christian, certainly, which yeah. they've had in spades for years. Um, but also in the 3A ranks, you know, you look at Dylan Fine from Homedale and you look at Fruitland's got a couple of guys they can lean on. Sean Powers from Parma made our primetime pitchers uh, list this week. I think he quietly might be one of the more underrated hurlers in the state. Um, but the question always is when you get to state, who's got the pitching depth to survive? We saw it last year at the 3A state tournament, right? Marsh Valley had the most pitching depth yeah. and they were the team that won it all. And, and you know what, Brent, you look at what's going on right now, right? So we talked about it. The first coaches poll just came out. Uh, the, the 3A, uh, Marsh Valley was number one, Fruitland number two, Sugar number three, Kimberly four, and then there's Homedale at five. So Homedale a top five team, but uh, there is a lot of space between one and five because we saw this weekend Homedale uh, played – marsh valley recently and uh it, it, 
this week on Saturday and it, it wasn't pretty, um, you know, and, and so is Marsh Valley in a position? I know that's technically Eastern Idaho podcast material, but uh, just looking at it from our side here, um, somebody, something's got to change for that to change. And can Fruitland break through? We saw last year Fruitland gets to the state championship and, you know, plays decently in that championship game, but they started a ton of freshmen. And, you know, that, that was a different expectation coming into the state tournament than they've got right now. And how will that bode come state tournament time? But, you know, right now, uh, Fruitland sits on top of the conference. Payette, though, quietly at four and one. Um, the Pirates getting some love as well in the coaches' poll, receiving some votes too. Yeah. And Payette's lone loss in conference came to Fruitland on Monday night, two to one. So a very close game. Yeah. And, and you look who they've played so far this year, Payette. Uh, you know, they, they had a tie with Melba. Uh, they lost to Nampa Christian, right? Which is, there's no shame in that, but it was four to two, right? Close game um, that they played against them. And then that one to two loss against Fruitland. Um, and then sprinkle in some losses to Buell. And all of a sudden, you look at that. If you step back and you look at that schedule, you say, wow, maybe this team is, uh, this team's pretty good. Like when you, you know, I know what you say, there's no good losses, but you look at that and say, I don't, I don't see a, I don't see a bad game in there, really, when you look at it. Yeah. Uh, Jaden Morin Bishop leading the way for Payette. He was a great, leader on the basketball floor was part of that statewide all-star game at the start of March. He's hitting 462 uh, on the season at the plate with six runs scored. Um, and then on the pitching side, really two guys have really pitched well, Colin Heisel and, and Cam Strong, uh, both uh, with sub three ERAs. So yeah, we'll keep an eye on Payette certainly as well. And then we wanted to give a shout out to Caldwell uh, at the foreign ranks in baseball walking off Columbia last night, Wednesday uh, night. So we're recording this Thursday, the 13th. Uh, they played on Wednesday or was that the week before I'm, I'm losing track of my days now. Uh, let me see. No, it was last, it was last, last Wednesday. Last Wednesday. So we recorded last Wednesday. So it would have been the day we recorded it. Yeah. So it's a week old, but Hey man, huge win for the Cougars. Yes. A three to two victory over Columbia the lead dog in the 4ASIC, uh, tied it to all, going to the bottom of the seventh. Caldwell gets the walk-off win. Uh, Drake Fullerton, senior, leads the way. Uh, one for four, two RBIs, and then Zaylor Brueggemann had a big hit, too, with uh, the third RBI for the Cougars. And so uh, Bishop Kelly comes in as the defending 4A champs. We've talked about it, but um, to me, Ridgeview looks good. Valley View's not terrible. Caldwell, Columbia. This is another, I think the theme that we're seeing is pretty much wide open competition universally in every classification in baseball. Yeah, I mean, Caldwell and Bishop Kelly will play today um, on Thursday. So, you know, that could be another telling story is where does Caldwell fit? Where does Bishop Kelly fit? But it's just very good to see Caldwell making a little noise outside of soccer, right? We see him all the time in soccer. Um, but, but outside of that, you know, they're, they have not been up at that level and, and it's good to see them right in the thick of it. And, and you know what it, it's, they beat Columbia, they beat Valley View, they beat Canyon Ridge this year. You know, they, they played some, they beat South Fremont. Those are some good, historically good teams. And so 
maybe they're getting it going. You, you just never know, but that's a huge win to beat Columbia like that. Yeah, we're going to start figuring out the the hierarchy of this conference as uh, you know, I mentioned Valley View, they're 3 and 12 overall, but they they've got some really good individual players. I really don't think they're that far away from the rest, but outside of that, uh Columbia and Emmett are both 4 yeah. and 1. Skyview is 3 and 1 tonight, Thursday, April 13th. Skyview plays Emmett in Emmett. So we're going to that's the first domino that's going to fall here. Right. But We'll see. It's going to be a fascinating race, and we'll continue to update you on it as the season progresses. All right, before we get out of here, we did also want to talk about last week, the Idaho High School Activities Association, the IHSAA, uh, met up for their uh, monthly meeting to talk about a lot of different things. Um, some good conversation came through it. Logan, I know you you uh, watched most of the meeting. I kind of caught the Cliff Notes version, but we've got – a nice synopsis of everything that was discussed yeah. right on top of the homepage at idahosports.com. Um, let's start with a couple of the smaller things first, and then we'll dive into the bigger things. You just give me your, your take on them. Um, expanding state volleyball from two days to three days. Why not? I think, you know, it gives you a little more rest, a little more opportunity. I know it's, it's, it's different, right? You don't have to, it's different than playing a baseball game or playing a football game or basketball, you know, things like that. But I think you, you give it a chance to stretch it out, uh, make it more of an event rather than just a quote one night thing. Um, but you, you get it stretched out over a few days. I, I mean, I, why not? I mean, from a perspective of nothing other than how would this be good or not? I'm not looking at financials. I'm not looking at all the logistics that go into it. Maybe everybody else thinks that's a terrible idea. But I think from a, would that be fun? Yeah, I think so. Point of view, I, I don't, I don't see the negative in it. At least in that point of view. Now, financially, I don't know. I don't know how that affects things. I'm sure uh, people have those numbers somewhere. And uh, again, I, I believe what it was, right, Brandon, where it was a proposal to have the conversation next time and vote on it. Is that right? Um, yeah, I think I think for the volleyball, I think they did first reading and then they'll do second reading and then um so maybe at the maybe then we'll get all the details, right? Of the, yes. the positives and the negatives and and that'll be more interesting to see how it shakes out, but uh you know, it it can be tough I feel like to just cram everything in. It almost feels that that would be my thing. Ultimately it comes down to all right, let's just get this in real fast and get it done. And I I would love it if that wasn't the I don't know, I don't have a volleyball athlete i my niece plays volleyball up in the spokane area and she comes down every once in a while for a tournament and i'm like man they crammed that thing in there and uh it, it, it i went to some of her matches and it just felt like they were like boom okay get off the court and uh might be nice to not have that type of atmosphere where it's uh okay get this out of here and uh, come on finish it up beat this team and get out and uh yeah. you know maybe that changes a little bit but. Yep. Uh, okay. What about um, adding the javelin as an event in high school track and field? Why not? That why I it was funny because I was listening to it and I admit I'm not the biggest track guy in the world. I'm like, well, why was it not? Do you know why it has not been on the list? I I, I mean I assume it's a it's a safety issue. That's most states that don't have the javelin kind of cite that but but i grew up in montana and they they have the javelin there i threw the javelin all throughout high school it was my favorite event um and so 
there, there's a safe way to do it for sure. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know why they've never had it. Um, it. That's what that was my question. I'm like, why wouldn't they have it? Now, teams I expect to be good in the javelin, right? Wendell, Minico, um, anybody Spartans. Um, uh, <laughs> any any who who else am I missing out there? Who who are the other Spartans? I Priest River. You, Priest River. You guys better take down in <laughs> in the javelin. If, if not, I'll be disappointed. I yeah, guess got- Wendell's the Trojans, not the Spartans. But I guess Trojans, Spartans, uh, are they the same thing? Close? They're close. They're cousins. Okay, cousin. Okay, so Nampa Christian will throw you in this there. You need to be good at it. Um, I'm just kidding. But uh, I'd, 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 also ex- I'd also expect the Meridian Warriors. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. To also be good Buell. at it. Yeah. Uh, they've got the spear on their helmet as well, don't yes. they? I think they have a spear on theirs. So, yeah. Um, anybody with a spear, you better be good. Yeah, I, I, I'm totally on board with it. I love the javelin. I think it would be a great addition. Uh, it's I know, obviously, it's a collegiate event, and so yeah, uh, it's just gonna better. Prepare. Would you just open a door, right, for somebody else to be a college athlete, right, to have a new opportunity to excel at something and then yeah. get recruited? Yeah, definitely could. Know. Um, okay, what about the possibility of exploring using other venues uh, for state tournament events? I think for our purposes, the the big conversation is the Idaho Central Arena yeah. in downtown Boise, which hosted the Big Sky Men's and Women's yeah. tournaments this past year. It's it's right by BSU. It's it's a beautiful facility. Uh, it is. It's great. Um, okay, I have some thoughts on this, Brandon, and I, and I sure and I I know probably every other prep cast you've done has people screaming at the treasure Valley. Like, you guys get everything. And cause that's what I hear. But look, I have no dog in this fight. I don't, I am not an alumni of any school right here. I grew up in North Carolina. So, right. you know, sue me for that. But um, I just do not get that vibe around here that anybody thinks that they are so good that everybody needs to come over here. That it, I have done pretty much exclusively Treasure Valley athletics in terms of broadcasting, you know, except for state tournaments where we go outside. But I cover basketball here. We'll do, you know, football here, other sports. And that that just is not – that's not a thing. I'm sorry. It's not. There is no conspiracy where all the schools here don't like the other school. And if it is, then I'm totally wrong and I've never picked up on it in all of my time as an unbiased – third party to this but that's my stamp on that because i think it all comes down to the amount of people that can fit in an arena you were at state basketball for the 5a game i was at state basketball for the 5a game as well as about twelve thousand other people were at the ford idaho center for the state 5a game is there another building in idaho that can that can accommodate that besides extra mile arena where boise state plays okay that could but is there another arena yes. for that? And this, we talked about this on the East Idaho prep cast. We both kind of concluded that mountain America uh, arena, which is Too the small. brand new facility. That's just South of Idaho falls. That's where the Idaho spud Kings play. They're a minor mm-hmm. league hockey team. Um, it's probably too small for everything except five A, or or it's big. It's big enough for everything except five A. I think is kind of the general consensus. Man, I don't even think it's big enough for four A, Brandon. Like it was the four A game was packed this year, and I know it. And that and the thing is, it was two East Idaho teams, and right. it was still packed. 
in in the Treasure Valley, right? And 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 I just think that because what does it sit six thousand? Is that roughly? Uh, I, I just I I think it would be sold out. That's my thought. I mean, it was it was to the brim at the Idaho Center, and I think I think it would be full. I one A and two A I don't think is an issue, but like even the two A game this year I thought had quite a good crowd bear lake and melba and i just that that is always what i will go back to as i i don't care i've got family in 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 the in Coeur d'Alene, spokane area i've got family in eastern idaho and obviously i live here so i've got no problem with any going anywhere they're all great but i just that that's the one thing is is there enough seating in any right. in another venue um, so yes, your the, the baseline attendance, uh, capacity is 6,000. I think they can create more, um, with seats on the floor, right? Cause removable seating and yep. stuff like that. Um, but you're right. Probably five, a, maybe four, a not big enough. The, and, and I mean, even like ICCU arena downtown, I know the big sky tournament, it's a little different. Most mid-major conference tournaments don't sell out but the steelheads they sell out they've been sold out for every game during the regular season even on wednesday nights and that's just for minor league hockey (laughs) and i just i think that that would get full you know it's really not that big of a place when when it gets down to it Yes, the seating capacity it looks like for basketball is 5300. So it is smaller than the Mountain America arena. Yeah. Um I, the location is awesome. It would be that I I think having it in a downtown setting that is a different environment and that would be awesome. It's, yeah. It's different than playing out in Nampa, but uh <laughs> you know it it while it's right down the road for me so I can't complain, but I mean, that environment playing down there, the, you know, the, there's so much to do around it. It would be a cool environment. Yeah. I just, that is my only thing is, is where can it, cause I, it was a, that state championship at the 5A level between Meridian and Lake city this year was incredible and nobody can deny it. And same with 4A. I think that Pocatello Hillcrest game, those two games, might have been the best two events I had been to in a long time. Um, I think outside of the state championship football game between Highland and uh, Rigby, which was that that Holt Arena was packed to the brim uh, there in Pocatello. Is that what it's called, right? Holt Arena? Am I crazy? Yes. But uh, it, you know, it was full, and I just a lot of those kids are never going to get a chance to play in a huge arena. I never did get to play. I mean, I wasn't good. So, but you know, to play in a huge arena like that. And yeah. I, I get it. You know, what's the difference between you, all the other ones would be full and they would be, but then we take away 5,000 other people that could have gone that wanted to go that that's like, and will, would they do that? I wonder what, it, what's the IHSAA get in terms of ticket sales from that? Do they want to give up 5,000 sold tickets? I'm... All right. So I think if you talk to people in East Idaho, I think what they are envisioning is uh, you use ice, you use Mountain America arena, just like it's cur- currently used in Nampa sure. for, for the 5A tournament. You can have the other uh, 
tournaments going on at different high schools, whether that's, you know, Bonneville. Uh, There's enough schools, right? right? It, right. It, it would work in terms of schools. Yes. And then and then for the big enchilada, the championships, right? You go to Holt Arena. And I think that's what people in East Idaho are saying. It's like Holt Arena's held basketball games before. Yeah. It, it's got a capacity of 10,000, okay. just over 10,000. Sure. And let's do it. And people are going to say, well, driving from Idaho Falls to Pocatello, you know, it's a long distance. I would argue that it's the same amount time-wise going from Boise to like Caldwell, where yeah. you got to go yeah. to the other end of the valley, right? Yeah, no, it's and I wouldn't even bark at that. I don't think that's an issue. My only thing on the opposite side to play devil's advocate is now, now you, so you're going to rent uh, Mountain America. And then you're going to rent IC or you're going to rent Holt Arena. So you're going to rent two facilities when only one is being used in the Treasure Valley, right? So, so outside of the high school. So now the cost, the logistics to now have, we're going to have two different facilities that we're going to use. Um, and, and then yeah, that would be my only thing. And yes, I agree. Like if you drove from Timberline High School, right? And I think you did some games there this year, right? <laughs> to the Idaho Center. It's probably pushing the same distance as Idaho Falls of Pocatello. Maybe a little bit shorter, but at the end, we're talking 10, 15 minutes. Um, but, you know, a lot of those other games that go on on Saturday morning, um, those teams want to hop over to the Idaho Center or whatever it may be, or to, you know, to, to go watch a game or go watch their, you know, if it's, I'm just going to use Raft River and Oakley. They like to support each other, right? If if one is in a championship and one's playing somewhere else, they might. Does that now cause those teams to not be able to go that are playing on Saturday morning to a championship that that was, you know, at Columbia when they just have to drive short way at Ridgeview when they just have to drive a short way, you know, at at Rocky Mountain where they have to go. Now all of a sudden they're going from Bonneville to Pocatello. That that's my only thing. Again, that's. And I still don't think that's a, a legit argument against it. I, even myself, I don't think it is. So I agree with that. Um, my only thing would be, okay, if we do that, what's the what's the 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 cost on it, right? Where you're gonna you're gonna pay for the Mountain America, and then you're gonna pay for Holt Arena. Yeah. No, I totally get that. I, I'm just giving you the East Idaho perspective. This is what people are talking about over here. It's, let's do it. Let's get it over here. Um, I, back to the original point. Yeah. ICCU Arena, downtown Boise. I think what makes sense is <clears throat> the past couple of years, we've had the 4A and the 5A semifinals all take place at the Idaho Center mm -hmm. because of seating concerns. Yeah. Right, which which then ends up basically penalizing a team that won Thursday night in the opening round, then has to turn around and play Friday afternoon. In yeah, in in the in the semis, and in the afternoon semis, uh, you know, I was there for the boys' five A tournament, and it was it was the battle for the for the stinky sneaker. It was Mountain yeah. View and Meridian in a semifinal, and it should have been this epic battle, but it was at twelve o'clock on a Friday, and it just wasn't. Yeah. Um, so I think what I've yeah. heard is that let's let's put the 4A tournament at ICCU Arena. First round, semifinals, loser out, all that stuff, and have that be a dedicated space. Um, Seating-wise, I think it would handle well. And then you're keeping every tournament on a more traditional schedule. I will tell you, 
I have a source who told me last Monday that IHSA officials were on a tour of ICCU Arena to, to okay. map out some of this stuff. So I think this could be coming down the pike. I don't know what it's going to be used for. That's my guess is let's put the 4A and, at ICCU Arena. And I mean, I guess, you know what, if they've got the money and then that, but that goes back to my last point where I was like, so I guess if they're going to do that, then they could do the, that option that we just talked about in Eastern Idaho, right? Yep. If, if they're going to do a 4A and 5A, then I think they could do a 4A and 5 you know, they could do that if they're, they're going to rent two facilities, right? And so if they're going to do that now, then I guess they could do it here too, um, or over there, I guess I'll say. Um, which, but, but if we just look at that with, from no other point of view, I mean, they had to move it because, right, I think what stemmed it, right, was a couple years ago, Middleton played Preston in the semifinals at Bora, and people were getting turned away at the door trying to get into the game. Um, Middleton students couldn't get in. They, were, they had to leave. Um, and nobody wants that in a state tournament where you can't get in to watch your team play because it was full. I don't know what the capacity is there, maybe 1,800, 2,000, and, and that would eliminate any worry of that, right? Now all of a sudden there's no um, – and I think it's a great idea. Um, I just I, – I always just feel bad for the other schools, you know. If you're another classification, all of a sudden you, you know, you don't get to play in the, the cool arena the whole time and – I feel like that's always been a thing in the back of my mind. Like five A gets the big one, but they're not any better than the one A D twos in terms of worth, right? Of uh, do they have more people that show up? Obviously, um, but it's not like you go to every single five A game, right? And it's packed to the brim, right? Right. Outside of stinky sneaker games, right? Of those big time games, it's not like it's not like. You know what I'm saying? And so, I mean, there's just a lot that goes into it and maybe people are less sensitive than I am, but um, th there's a lot to un unbottle there, Brandon, but those are just my rambling thoughts. Take them or leave them. But no, I was good. I, I, uh, I like the conversation because this is what it's about is talking these things out and figuring out, is it a good idea? Is it not? Um, and there is a financial component to consider. Because because part, okay, so this goes into part of the other conversation that they had at the meeting, right? Um, which I was like pushing the speaker into my ear so I could hear it. <laughs> it was, uh, couldn't hear it very well. So I, I think I heard it how I was hearing it. Uh, but they were talking about expanding the basketball tournament, right? So, okay, so, so and, and just before you, it would be an expansion of soccer, volleyball, right. basketball, and softball. And, and, and it, the, to go along with this, um, I, I think it's a good idea. And I, because I grew up in a state where you play at home sites until you get to the state championship. That's the way it is. I mean, that's, that's most of the way it is here in football, right? Um, you know, outside of, you know, teams playing in Holt arena, cause it's, it's five degrees outside. But mostly in the Treasure Valley, you're playing at a home site, right? And you're doing that up until the state championship. And um, it, and I don't know. I don't know if that's logistically possible. I do. Lo I love the three day way it is. I think it's so much fun. I think it's great that I, I it's it's conference tournament, NCAA tournament esque, right? Where everybody's all together and they're all playing, and it's great. Um, but with the expansion, um, if they were to expand and do a Saturday 
right? Where, and I, one of the people talking, I don't know who it was, said, you know, does that, does that basically dilute, you know, playing at a home site or something dilute that it's a state tournament game or does it, do people even feel it? If you brand it as this is a state tournament game, how does anybody, how does that dilute anything? I, I, that, that's my thought with it is it's, we played games, you know, home and home, you know, you played at home and if you were the 16 and you played the one, you 16, you're on the road. Right. And it felt like a state tournament game. Didn't matter. I, I knew it was a state tournament game that I'm talking like I played lacrosse. And so that, you know, you know, it right. Doesn't ma- it doesn't matter that it's not all in one thing. And I think the kids would all agree if it's a state tournament, let, let's just, let's just take Eastern Idaho. Okay. There's a lot of fandom over there, right? Let's just say Rigby hosts a first round. Let I think the proposal was to give the top four district yeah. champions a buy or something yes. like that. So, so, so in so in every classification except five A, there's there's five districts, right? And so you you have your five district champions. You'd still hold the district tournaments. The top four of the five district champions by max preps would automatically advance to state. Right. And then the remaining four spots at state would be determined by this series of state play-in games where you would have the fifth district champion and then the next seven best teams, according to Max Prep. So basically you're expanding from eight to 12, the amount of opportunity yeah. that's there. And um, and so that's how it's being proposed. Go ahead. And I don't, and I, I just, I don't see how, if you just don't brand, it's, it's the way it's branded. If you say, oh, this is a play-in game, you just say this is the first round. I mean, heck, the NCAA has done that, right? It's not the you know, it's not the play-in games anymore. That's the first round. They say the second and third rounds are you know technically the first and second rounds, right? The way they've branded it. Um, it and I, if you say this is a first round, it, and let's just again, let's just say Rigby hosts a Mountain View. I am just making stuff up. You can't tell me that that game is not going to be packed. Yeah. If it's at Rigby, same thing over here. Let's just say, you know, Cole Valley is hosting Wendell, right? You can't tell me that that place is not going to be full. It is it, state tournament. We are, we are hosting a state tournament game. You see it at football. It's not like nobody's there. They're full, right? I, I just think that if you add it in and that's the bracket, right? If you look at the 1AD1 football bracket, it's very similarly set up. Um, those first, Or maybe it's 2A or 3A. Maybe it's three A. I have to look at it, but that—that's the bracket, right? It's just let's just make it that way. Let's just make the bracket include that, and that is the state tournament. It's not a play-in game. It's just the first round of the state tournament. That's what it is. You brand it as such. You you don't play it at a neutral site. You play it at the home of the higher seed, and it's it's going to be that environment. That that's my thought on it. Yep. Uh, you were correct. 3A, 2A, and 1A, D1 all had brackets like that. So way to go, Logan. Just, uh, look at that. I, would, I, mean, I, just, I just think it would I, – I, I don't think it would dilute anything. No. I don't. I, I think you would have more of a state tournament atmosphere by having someone have a true home game than – Oh, yeah. Let's meet in Burley. Yep. You know, oh, like, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, like, like these current state play-in games where it's like, hey, let's go up to Grangeville – Nothing against Grangeville, but it's no, just, just when, when, no two, one, when the parents are going to go, the yeah. parents are going to go. But yeah. I, I, give, I even if and I know, that's not fair to the away team, then be better. I'm sorry, be yes. better and earn the home game. That's what it is, right? Just yeah. be the better team, and then you get to play at home. But I'm telling you, I 
would anybody not want to play in that environment? Like if you're Mountain View and you have, hey guys, we got to go to Rigby. It's on the road and the place is going to be packed. Let's go. Let's go in there and beat it. Who would not want that? Yeah. Versus, like you said, playing in Grangeville <laughs> in front of your parents. Like, I think everybody wins in that scenario. But my thought, if we go back to the, the sites, what if we do that for the first round and the second round and just have the, quote, final four at a site, right, mm-hmm. at the Idaho Center or at ICCU Arena, whatever it is, and then and then the sixth classification, if, if we break it up, I don't know how you do it. Again, logistics, I, I'm not, I haven't thought too deep into it. But if you have, you know, 5A and 4A at one place, 3A and 2A at one place, 1A and 2A, and you know what I'm saying, at one place, right? Then everybody gets the experience of playing in the big arena for the Final Four. It's not you're relegated to play at Ridgeview while, while the big boys get to play at the IC, you know, at the Idaho Center, right? right. It, it eliminates that. And you get these two home games. It, what better incentive is that to play good during the regular season than to earn two home games in one or two? I guess it would be one, right? If you win your first one, you're going to be on the road for that second one. But to get a home game in the playoffs, you know, it incentivizes you playing better in the regular season because you get them, you know, your max preps ranking is based off the regular season, right? It's not based off your playoff, your postseason. So I, I believe that is something that's also being discussed is uh, should we should we include district tournament results? But that's it, early stages. Well, yeah. All right. Well, either way, but you know, it just incentivizes you to not just hey, we can we could go oh and twenty and then as long as we win the districts, we're good. Um, yeah. because you're gonna get slapped with a with a bad seat. That's just my thought. Again, who knows if that's even possible, but if they're talking about it, we can talk about it. So here we are. Yes. That's just that's just my thought. Is it, then everybody gets a chance to play in a big arena, and then it, it just I think it would change the environment because, like I said, I grew up in a place where you didn't get that. Now, like I just said, I love it. I think the setup is awesome and it's so much fun. But if we just did like a Final Four, or even just state championships at the you know at the Right. Again, logistically, it probably costs a lot more than sending all teams to one place than to send teams, you know, spiderweb throughout the state. But um, again, in Logan Green's point of view, that sounds fun. <laughs> and and yet we do it for football. Right. That's true. And and then that allow I think that would allow I think it, it that would allow an East Idaho to host. Right. Where you could put. Uh, and this goes to the other conversation where they talked about getting rid of the division one and division two and one a, and just making it one a and two a, and then adding a six a that's another conversation, but you can have two classifications at mountain America. You could have two classifications at Holt arena. You could have two that are over here at, you know, um, at, at the Ford Idaho center or at ICC, you know, they're, they're, there's possibilities outside of that because you're right. There are going to be more people at the 4A and 5A championship than are at the 1A and 2A. That's true. But now could we move them to different spots because it, it, it's a different format? I don't know. Yeah. And so one thing I think people will push back on, you talked about growing up in North Carolina, in terms of geography, everything's compressed in a little tighter, right? You don't have to travel 
as far in yeah. North Carolina, which makes that True. type of format easier. But on the other hand, this is how Utah does it. And Utah to get from one end to the other is about what six hours, something like that. So um, there's there's caveats on both sides. And then I I like the idea of having to be like football, where yeah, home teams get to host until a neutral site championship. Yeah, and then and then you're really earning it. You're really earning the right yeah. to play in that big arena. Um, and and people would go, well, that's too much travel. We do it for football, and basically, you would just get rid of the back half of the bracket. It's a single elimination. There's no consolation games. Yeah, right. We're not gonna, right. We're not going to make Wendell travel to Grangeville to figure out who gets third fifth. place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just like in football, where the two semifinal teams share third place, and you have your championship. I don't know. That's kind of that's cool how idea. it works in college, right? You yeah. lose and you're out. That's it. Yep. It's over. And you want to keep playing, just be better like that. I mean, that that's that it stinks. It sounds brutal, but that's just the way it is. And yeah. upsets are going to happen that it look at the NCAA tournament, right? It, it's going to happen. And you're right. Maybe the best team is not in the state championship. And you know what? That's not going to be due to whatever. It's you cannot guarantee that anywhere. Look at this, right? Last year, NCAA tournament, final four, Duke, UNC. Uh, that's my own personal thing, but uh, Villanova and Kansas and people are all the sport is ruined. It's only the same teams in the, in the final four. We hate this. Right. And then well, I'm not watching it. And then this year you get UConn, uh, San Diego state, Florida Atlantic and Miami. And then it's these teams aren't good. These aren't the best teams in the country. I'm not watching this. You're not, you, no one's going to be happy with anything. No, no. it's just not going to happen. <laughs> one, and, one, one person on Twitter who you and I both, follow in particular was really talking down the NCAA tournament as the games kept going. And ah, this is hor horrible. And uh, the best teams aren't getting there. And this is just a joke. And I'm like, that's what makes it fun. Yeah. 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 Like yeah. it's fun. I don't, I didn't see that. I guess. Oh, I'm not sure who it is. We'll, but, we'll talk about yeah, it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but, but you know, it's, it's like, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Your team, if they're number one in the state, they might not win it. And that's okay. And that's what happens. That is what happens in basketball tournaments. It happens all the time. Purdue, 99 out of 100 times is going to beat Fairleigh Dickinson. But the one time happened to be on the floor, right? It, 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 and that's the way it's going to be. And I don't want to hear people gripe going forward. You know, oh, this team, why did they host a game? You know, they, they, they lost all these games in the regular season. They just got hot at the right time. Oh, that, that's how it works. That's how it works. So... Um, I don't know. I, like you said, I think it would be fun to have it like football. You earn your right to play in the big arena. Um, you know, it's, uh, I, I guess that's always been in my mind is that why does, why does five a always, why don't it, why doesn't everybody get the chance? And I know it's a numbers thing. I know it's because, you know, it's not going to be, you know, you can't fill up Valley view. So why would you play here? So, and I get it, but at the same time, those kids deserve it just as much. So, I mean, cause then you could get into, and, and we'll, we'll have to save the reclassification talk for yeah. when they talk about it in June. Cause we've, we've gone long. I, I ranted for the last 20 minutes. So sorry. It's, it's all good though. Cause nobody's is, listening anymore. No, no, no. This is what a podcast <laughs> is about is, is to branch off and really dig into these uh, types of topics. Uh, I think then let's say in basketball, uh, let's say it's, 
Awaihi and Meridian playing for the championship. Okay, well, you don't have to go all the way to Pocatello to play that. You can you can play that at the Idaho Center. What yeah. if it's on the girls' side? Thunder Ridge is playing rugby. Okay, let's just have it at Holt Arena. That's close yeah. for both of the East Idaho teams. So that happens in football, right? There's where if it's you know two East Idaho teams, you're playing at Holt. If there's two yeah. Treasure Valley teams, That's you're playing at Holt. Point. Um, so you could save on travel that way as well. So. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and then and I don't know, like maybe you have that that's those semifinals on Wednesday, right in the middle of the week, and, and then you've got three days to plan it, and you just have the because I know that they've got contingencies in place, right? If this team wins and this team wins, this is where we're going, right? And they've already had those conversations with those people, right? Like whether it's it's the Kibby Dome, whether it's you know at Albertson Stadium, and heck, even they play championship football games at Middleton sometimes, right? It's just, uh, I know that th those conversations have happened. And and then when you get an Oakley and Raft River in a state championship game, maybe you you played at CSI, like wh where everybody from the two communities can go. I don't know. Yes. I, I mean, or maybe they want it at Holtz Arena. I, you know, I just, again, maybe that's too much. It is so easy the way you've got it right now. Everybody comes in. Everybody knows the system. <laughs> Everybody's got it down and nobody wants to change. That's the way we are as people, right? We don't want to have to change something that, that currently works for the most part. It works. You know, yeah. it doesn't make everybody happy, but for the most part it works. Um, but to make more people happy, it's going to cause some growing pains. And, but I just think it would be, you can't tell me that those environments at some of these schools in a playoff game wouldn't be like, you can't tell me at a that that place wouldn't be packed to the brim for a, for a first round playoff game against, you know, a, a Highland or whoever it may be, you know, it, it would be an awesome environment. It would be awesome. Yeah. I think, I mean, it's fun to think about, you know, logistically we'd have to sort some things out, but yeah. you could have, you could have your, your eight, you know, play in spots Thursday, then your quarterfinals Saturday. Then you go the following week, semifinals Thursday, championships Saturday. I don't know. Kind of a cool deal. Yeah. I, I mean, I think I think it's definitely a possibility. And I think that, you know, they could figure it out. I, I mean, I just. <laughs> the chances of this happening are. Oh, yeah. No, no. no this is. This, <laughs> this is isn't dreamy. happening. Just, this is just fantasy. Yes. Just to clarify. The, none of it, what we're talking about is actually being discussed. We're just talking about, Hey, it'd be kind of cool if this were to happen. So it's just this is water cooler gossip. This I is think, not... <laughs> I think that's what people like though. I think they yeah, like, the, why not? Hey, yeah. yeah. So, I, and you know, I just, it just, it just sounds good. Right. It just sounds like it, you know, if we could make it work, it'd be fun. I think the part of me that thinks, maybe is that other states do it right other states do it like north carolina you do it and you know it, now brandon if you're a team from Asheville, north carolina you have to play a team from wilmington that is, that's a seven almost eight hour drive between the two so it's okay. a, just think about how long it's 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 stretched out but generally you are right because generally half the time there's going to be a team from raleigh or charlotte in that and so it's not the drive is not that bad, but right. Um, but you're right. But other states do it, and it works. And you know, the, like they'll have the state championship. Like they'll play some at uh, 
I don't, I don't even think they play it at, uh, at Duke stadium. I don't think they do one there because it's too small. Um, they'll play it like at the Dean dome where UNC plays and they'll play it at, uh, where NC state plays, they'll play them there. And, uh, um, and it's a, you know, that's a cool environment. And I don't know if Boise state could somehow, I think that would, I think that would be the best location to be honest. Um, cause it, it's bigger than anywhere else. And it is a basketball facility, right? It's not, yes. uh, where, you know, if you're in the Idaho center and you sit on that far side, you're like, what's going on down there. Yeah. Um, but if it's at BSU, everybody's looking right down on the court. So, yeah. Anyways, well, yeah, a lot of a lot of fun. We went off the rails a little bit, but we'll get it back on track here to tell you that. Um, again, if you want to read more about what the IHSAA actually discussed, and not what Logan and I Our gossip, yeah, yes, uh, you can find that on the homepage at idahosports.com. All right, Logan, as always, thank you uh, for bringing such insightful uh, commentary to the table. It was really good discussion, I thought. Yeah, that was fun. That was a good one. We need to get one with everybody. I think it would be fun to have everybody argue back yes. and forth. Not that it would argue, but you know what I mean. I, I'm thinking in my head already off-season, like during the summer, yeah, we bring on all of our different... <laughs> district representatives on idahosports.com and we talk about it hey here's some big topics and let's let's hash it out and then afterwards you get messages i'm never working with ryan <laughs> yeah right <laughs> i don't know i think it'd be really fun personally yeah. so um okay anyways until next time thank you everybody that's hung out for almost an hour with us there was a lot of good talk sorry it went a little long we'll, we'll shorten it up next week and we'll get back into just spring sports talk so uh, until next time, for Logan Green, I'm Brandon Bainey. Thanks for listening on IdahoSports.com.